This episode of the podcast brought to you by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Heartbeat Hot Sauce. I don't know where my voice went there for a second, but I am excited because, as you know, I'm a huge book shopper. I have this big... Actually, I need to pick up a journal. And uh, one of my favorite places to go is Chapters. And has, happens to carry now Heartbeat Hot Sauce. And it is Heather's pick as well. Yes. Heartbeat Hot Sauce at Chapters and at Superstore. Available all there. And they are fully stocked at Superstore. I've, like, in Thunder Bay. Oh, yes. Everything and everywhere. Not just here, but anywhere in Superstoheartbeathotsauce.com This episode of the podcast brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. Pizza Tuesdays in June. Five bucks from every one of their Eat Local Classic Pizzas will be donated to our kids' counts. That's what they do. Eat Local Pizza. Constantly involved in the community. Giving back. Yes, they are. You can pick from... Philly cheese, butter chicken, market meat, pierogi, margarita, chicken Caesar, Korean barbecue, jerk pork, barbecue, beef, cheeseburger, taco, and George market sauces, pizza, eat local pizza, seven six seven zero 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 every Tuesday, giving back as this special campaign they do all online at www.eatlocalpizzapos.com. This is the Michael Leonard Unplugged episode 128. Very special guest tonight. Please, folks, give it up to Anna Toronto. <laughs> Woo. Let's put this music up. And put it down. And it's gone. This is that's it. That's the introduction. Anna, how you doing? I am so good. I'm thrilled to be here. You've had such a great group of people on here, and I've mm. been watching and mm. waiting for my turn. So thank you. Yeah. Thank we, you. No, thank you. We made this happen thanks to you. You you are here tonight, and this is my absolute honor. I um I I do like jazz. I do. Good. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I really like jazz. Well, I know that. <laughs> of course you do you you've been doing this for more than 20 years oh uh, yeah i guess so mm. yeah that's true although i didn't really start in jazz i was i was kind of that indie chick with a guitar for a long time Ooh. through my teens and into my 20s and you Ooh. know singing morose songs in coffee shops but then i mm. really found my groove in jazz and my heart has always been in jazz yes so. It's a very maybe not a full twenty years, but yeah, yeah. okay. Well, well, somebody wrote something wrong then. <laughs> it's, get, it's getting there because I did my research on that very oh, much. No. Yeah, I looked this up, you know, because okay. you, 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 you are everybody in your team. You know, they, they, they won big, best of the best. Walleye, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. Let's wrap that in. Like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, well, I can't take credit for that. Mood Indigo is uh, is a staple in this town in the jazz community. And there you go. Where it's at. Yeah. They're really talented musicians. And I'm just mm. sidling in to get some of their spotlight. <laughs> okay. So, so you're very humble. You're very humble. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> I would be the total opposite. I'd be like, yeah, I'm part of the team and we made this happen. <laughs> this is something. Well, they welcome me into the fold and I am part of the team. It's so great. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I don't personally play an instrument right now. I, you know, but like your voice, you know, I would like say, some people would say it's, but voice is an instrument as well. I oh, absolutely. You do? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And here I am thinking it's more than an instrument. Or maybe the person makes it more than an instrument? I think there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to making music and what makes it come alive. Okay. And a lot of people can have that raw talent and a lot of people can have that strong strong knowledge but you gotta have you gotta have the guts in it too you gotta feel what you're doing to be able to connect with other people and create in a certain way i think so yeah in some ways it is just another instrument but you have to have that emotional connection to it too yes that's what defines and separates average from above I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that can sing a song, but to live and breathe that song and, and have people believe what you're saying, especially if it's not a song of your own, if you haven't written those words that you're singing, you have to mm. find truth and meaning in them. Yeah. Is that easy for you? I'm a pretty emotional person. So I would say when I connect to a song, then yes, it is. If I don't connect to a song, though, it's it's tricky, but I do try to I really try to develop a relationship with every song I sing if it's not my own. And I don't yeah. really write music, so not anymore. Um, not anymore. Yeah, not I never I was never confident in that aspect of my career. Though I'm kind of finding my way again with it because there is such synergy with Mood Indigo and they're writing some great stuff and I get inspired and I write some words to the great stuff that they're writing and it all just comes together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seamlessly. I believe but, that. Yeah, yeah. When you find those connections, it, it's really special. You take pieces and bits and you put them together. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy. It just flows. Really? Wow. Yeah. I like yeah. I I I edited some stuff yesterday, and I, I had like four cameras, and I filmed an, a scene that I had in my mind, and then yeah. I, and that's like that's four cameras, and then so that's four layers, and then I yeah. and then I tried to edit it, and I, I gave up. First time, right? But I mean, like, so it's, this is very specific on Mood Indigo, too. It's four, and it's all together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, really something. So you, how does that work? Like, in, in when you go to the big orchestra, you got the person who does this, right? And everybody everybody knows. Oh, some use a stick, some just do the hands, whatever they do. and yeah. but But you... How does how does um, how does symmetry symmetry how does that work for you, boss? Well, oh. jazz is jazz is a really ah. collaborative sport, and it's different than other forms of music in that way. You really have to listen to what everybody's doing because a lot of it is in the moment. It's alive, off the cuff, mm. so to speak. I mean, we'll have some basic idea of what we're going to do with this song or that song. We have very basic chord charts, but 
you just, you feel the room, you feel what the audience is giving you, you feel what the other musicians are giving you and you listen to what we're all experiencing and mm. it's kind of just what happens. Wow. If it works well, because I've been in, you know, yeah, other settings where it hasn't worked quite so well and it's a little bit more difficult, but this yeah. works really well. Okay, so it's... It's seamless, easy when it all comes together. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Oh. It's a lot of fun. Do you f still feel time then? Or is it just like a blur? I try to be present because I love to take it all in. And there's been a few times where I've had to stop myself in the middle of a song. Not actually stop in the middle of a song, but make sure that I'm experiencing it all so mm. that I don't miss it. Because it's so great. Um, but it does tend to go by faster than I would like it to. Because it really, you know, it doesn't feel like work. And sometimes we'll have three-hour gigs and next thing you know, it's over. And Wow. <sighs> and you sing through three hours? Um, no, not entirely. The guys do some amazing instrumental stuff. So I get little breaks here and there. And, you mm. know, we'll play for an hour, take a 15-minute break, play for 45, take a 15, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, But just ice water. I right? just, I would just keep playing all night if I could. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you have very strong vocal cords. I am often tired the next day mm. and uh, need a little bit of vocal rest. But yeah. I mean, I sing constantly. Ask my poor family. They can't get me to stop. Mm. So, And I think it's been that way my whole life. If you asked my mother, she would tell you the same thing. I think mm. she's watching. Hi, mom. <laughs> um, I do the same thing, too. My favorite song at home is clean up, clean up. <laughs> Clean Everybody up. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on high yeah. rotation here too. <laughs> that's like, and our youngest one, he's a year and a half now. And oh, yeah. he's starting to pick up words, you know. Yeah. He has expressions. He knows how to communicate. But like real words are really not almost there somehow. And yeah. he doesn't see clean up, but he says, <laughs> and then we, we all know what's going on. It's amazing. <laughs> Time to clean. It's yeah. the melody. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I have a song for just about everything. My dad was the same way. Any little thing triggers something in my head and it drives people around me crazy. And they think that I'm not paying attention to them, but I am a decent multitasker. So I can be singing and still hear what people are asking of me or Ooh. trying to communicate to me. Mm. But I think it sounds a little annoying sometimes for them. Mm. Yeah. But, I don't, yeah, wow. I can't do, I can't, I can't do two things it. at the same time. And it's impossible. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, I have music in my head all the time. I had a rehearsal last night with Mood Indigo. And uh, I think for the rest of the night after, my toe is tapping to a certain song I've been working on. And I get in this, this headspace where I find it hard to shake, where I'm just in the music zone and it's all music in my head all the time. Mm. And that's the headspace I'm in now because we're legal again. We can play music again. I can't wait. That's it. Today is the day, yeah. right? Today, stage two, Ontario has reopened live music outdoors. Outdoors only. We've oh. got to be safe. Yeah. So Oof. everyone's got to wear masks. And I have my COVID spit shield that goes on my mm. mic stand to prevent me from spraying COVID at people while I sing. Well, I, I've got my vax and I'm yeah. symptom free. So I'm pretty sure that I'm safe anyway. But we will be very, very cautious. And we're getting going again this weekend. So I can't wait because it's been Ooh. 10 months, 10 months wow. since I had a gig yeah. for real people. That's that crazy. Is. Yeah. Did It's killing you, me. Did you perform at all somehow? 
some virtual things here and there. And I've, you know, the interesting thing about this whole COVID thing is it has opened up a lot of opportunities that I don't think would have been there for me had we not all been locked in our basements for the last year and a half. That's very true. And one of them, one of them was this amazing network of jazz singers based out of the States, but it's called jazzvoice.com mm-hmm. and there's there's group lessons there's master classes there's networking and so i've been able to keep fresh Ooh. throughout the yeah. pandemic that's keep, important keep things in place so that i'm hopefully not a horrible mess this weekend when i go to open my mouth for a live audience you nervous you nervous are you nervous no, it's not nerves anymore. It's oh. it's the excitement of getting to sing for people. Oh, wow. It's 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 kind of it's a happy energy. Mm-hmm. There's a different energy. Like I'm not chill and Yeah. You you would are you the asleep. kind of person that goes through the crowd before the show and walks up to the station and says like, Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, this is No, but I should. <laughs> I want to now. <laughs> I don't know if uh, that I yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> because like in a lot of like not to generalize this but like in our world view sometimes jazz singers and i don't uh, this might sound all very wrong but uh, sometimes even the female singers they just have the microphone and then they walk through the room right and they just sing and they do this and do that and then they go back and it says it's very often portrayed that way yeah, I see what you, like the loungy, mm-hmm. sexy Jessica Rabbit type of jazz singer, right? Yeah, even like in in like comic movie movies, like animated yeah. animated movies, they do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that will be allowed, unfortunately, in uh, the days of yeah. you know stage, viruses. Stage around. three? Does anything change for you? Stage three? Stage three indoor dining is allowed again. So in theory, I suppose indoor music will be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just have to wait and see, see what everybody's wanting to do and able to do. And mm-hmm. I will, I will sing for anybody who wants me to. Yeah. I think but. everybody wants to do yeah. and do things right now. Yeah. 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 Little by little. Mm-hmm. little by little. But as far as, I mean, we are so lucky because now that we're in stage two, we'll have kind of an open-ended gig at, Dolce Coffee House on Arthur Street every Saturday as long as it doesn't rain. Mm. So, I mean, that's kind of heaven for someone like me. Yeah. There's nothing else I'd rather do on a sunny Saturday night than sing for a bunch of beautiful people at an amazing Oasis coffee shop, you know? There you go. Yeah. I hear you. You, What's your favorite coffee? I'm a latte drinker, so Mm. iced in the summer, hot in the winter. Nice. And I'm high maintenance with it, too. I like it with oat milk and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah oat milk is mm-hmm. like very very healthy very trendy very good yeah it's mm. like the king of made-up milks it kicked out the almond milk and said goodbye yeah <laughs> i could never do almond milk in my coffee it was like coffee with white water in it <laughs> yeah you should have to shake it first i think that's yeah. like that you always do this you get the new package out you don't shake it and it's just like oh <laughs> get that little dribble of white stuff coming it's like, out. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oat milk. I, yeah. I, I I eat oats in the morning. You know, quick. It's very healthy. Quick it's oats. Good for your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like I always say it's it's good because the horses eat it too, right? And they're like high performance. Oh. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, all those running horses. They... Us and horses, then. So, yeah, so I can run like a horse. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like working out is performing for you, obviously. This, it takes a lot. It's, it, there's a lot of practice. But yeah. do you complement this with anything else, like uh, yoga, or do you do something for your body that helps you that way yeah, as well? I mean, I, I um. Like I'm a kid herder full time. I've got a six and an eight year old boy, so I'm running after them all the time. Nice. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta be somewhat quick on my feet. Mm. Um, stretching is really, really good before singing. You want to make sure everything is limber and loose and open up so that the air travels through you properly. And Ooh. I try to do that as best I can. Taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of vocal exercises. One of which is pa basically panting to just get connected with your diaphragm muscles. And so there's all that kind of muscle control too. Oh. So it's a funny combination of things. I have some strange rituals before a show. And if it's a really Ooh. big show Ooh. and I'm getting really excited about it, then I will really go into a zone and kind of cut myself off from anybody else yes. and just get in the zone and yeah, maybe run on the treadmill a bit, stretch it out, warm up my voice. Mm-hmm feel good because you got to have a lot of lung capacity too to sing some of these things yeah yeah so you can really say long sentences easy without breathing in th in theory yeah if i get too excited though not nervous but excited then sometimes the breathing goes out the window and i'm gasping at the end of a yeah a line in a song but i, I do that all the time <laughs> <laughs> but don't you play with that too though like you you like <gasps> Wow, I got another 25%. I can push even more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of exercises with that too to help. Ah, so. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. See, my exercise, I was just randomly sitting in the basement and recording ads. Yeah. Well, that's. You know, that works. Yeah. 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 Wow. Did you, did, you, did you happen to hear Miley Cyrus's voice lately? This is a very particular... Like, very... Lately? Oh, I don't know if I... I think I heard a little bit of a new song with somebody else, but mm. I, I'm not sure I really absorbed it. She was on she... a podcast, and she sounded like a 60-year-old woman. That girl, though, has a set of pipes. Oof, she's a good... And she grew up in musical royalty, and she's spent time with Dolly Parton. I think isn't Dolly her godmother or something? I'm not sure. Funny thing about Miley Cyrus is... You know, a few years back when I lived and worked in Toronto, I worked um, for the keg in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, Billy Ray Cyrus was shooting some TV show mm -hmm. in Toronto. I, I want to say it was a cop show. Oh. I, I can't say that I ever saw it. But he, I think, shot in the neighborhood that my restaurant was at. And when his family would fly up to visit him, they would come in for Sunday dinner to oh, the keg. Wow. And at the time, Billy Ray was the one that everyone was like, oh, that guy's kind of famous. Mm -hmm. But he had his two little daughters with him and they were kids at the time. But turns wow. out one of them was Miley and wow. look where she is now. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. I love when she does her blue grassy stuff. Her voice sits so well there. Yeah. She has an absolutely amazing voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have an ear for that then, right? Pardon? You have an ear for people with complex well, it's all, voices? It's a matter of taste too, you know? It's like uh. wine. 
there's not really any such thing as a bad wine. Same with talented musicians. It just depends on your taste. Ah. I think you can recognize somebody's talent and not necessarily be a fan, but yeah, you must like you work with somebody and they speak or they yell to all the servers in there, and then you're like, "Ooh, you should be a singer." <laughs> they all were singers. It was Toronto in a restaurant? <laughs> they're singers, they're actors, they're dancers. Okay, wow, a whole bunch of crazy people. Why are you here then? Now you you've been you know you it's in the article that I read and prepped myself with that obviously you know. I'm, I'm, It said you've been here now for two to some years now here, right? I actually moved up here in 2010. 2010? What did I read? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I've been maybe with Mood Indigo for two years. I okay. What you read. Yeah. Or back in the music business. You know, I kind of shelved music for a while in Toronto because it was go, go, go. And I got kind of bogged down by the business side of things and mm. was feeling discouraged. And I was younger and I wasn't terribly confident in the whole thing and so it just kind of I had to put it aside for a little while and I uh, did other things professionally and um, then I met my husband and we both decided that it was time to get out of Toronto because it was getting so mm. astronomically expensive the pace was exhausting and I'm originally from Ottawa he's originally from here so it was either move towards my family or move towards his and at the time Thunder Bay was just more feasible and mm -hmm. gosh, I'm glad I did because I think I've really found my groove here and I found my nice. people here and yeah. been able to explore more of my musical side than I think I would have been able to just about anywhere else. Mm. So, and I'm really grateful for the musical community here, letting me this outsider in so warmly, you know? Yeah. Same here. I'm like, I moved here in 2006 Wow. From Germany, so. Wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a stranger. <laughs> it's a pretty special place. It is. It's a good place. I Lots feel, of amazing people. I've said this before, you know. I do, If I would have done a podcast anywhere else, I don't think I would have gotten the same kind of support. Yeah, it's such mm. a supportive artist community. And I think that that's what's been so nice for me and not to say that the Toronto arts community wasn't supportive because it's still a tight small knit group but there are so many people vying for the same spots and there's so much pressure that it doesn't have I didn't feel anyway that it had the same collaborative spirit mm. and supportive environment that I found here yeah there's a difference you can yeah. feel that yeah yeah I understand do you yeah. so when you go grocery shopping you know people recognize you i guess oh god no <laughs> no 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 oh. i don't i mean sunglasses no. first I guess. of all i'm wearing a mask most of the time these days <laughs> okay well you know could have been i don't i i don't think i don't think jazz is as hot as i think it is you know hmm. people are going like oh yeah what that really that girl that sings like frank sinatra i don't know hmm. i've been i worked at the Valhalla for a while yeah and they had I think it was Friday nights. Yeah. They had jazz nights there. They did. Yeah. I think those were my guys from Mood Indigo too. And I missed that whole thing. Uh, you missed it. Okay. I did. Yeah. Jazz was really hot 20 years ago too. I feel like I'm waiting for it to come back into yeah. style a little bit more. But like one of your favorite songs is like over 120 years old, right? I think it was written in the 20s. 1920s so, so it's about 100, 100 years old yeah. yeah you can correct Oof. me all night that's fine <laughs> I, i think it was like 1921 or something yeah. or maybe the, it's pretty old but it's it's still it's still got 
great legs to it, you know? Like, mm. it still holds its weight, I think. Yeah. What is jazz for you? Jazz is nostalgia. And it's kind of funny to say that because I didn't really grow up steeped in jazz, but it just sounds like everything that I find warm and comforting, you know, like Christmas and mm -hmm. coffee and romance. And mm -hmm. I don't know why I've connected so deeply with it, but I found it as a teenager. I was a big Holly Cole fan. I don't know if you remember her. She's a Toronto jazz vocalist and she's, mm -hmm. she's really something. Okay. And then I delved more deeply into it and found all the greats like Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan and mm -hmm. Shirley Horn. And there was no turning back after that. Why? What, what was it like? You said you started, you know, guitar and playing indie songs and then you're like... Yeah, I, well, I think it's the timelessness of the songs. You can you can sing these songs that are almost 100 years old and still find so much relevance and mm. they, they still connect to so many people. And I don't think it's just the nostalgia factor for everybody. I think that a lot of these words are so beautifully written mm. that they they just, they hold it up. Yeah. They hold it up. It's like poetry. Yeah. And the music is interesting. You know, the melodies are a lot more complex and the form of the song is different than your standard pop song format. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like being able to yeah. experiment with melodies and really find the song in me and me in the song. Mm -hmm. I like that. I feel with pop music, there, there's, there are good songs, sure. Yeah. There's movers and shakers. And I mean, I feel sometimes they, they are so the same though. It's, it's, it's very the same. They come so fast. They disappear so quick. And then that's it. Yeah. Well, it's the machine. Uh, it's that star making machinery that Joni Mitchell sings about. You know, they just pump them out. They have these catalogs of songs that some poor struggling songwriter has written. And mm. the hot pop star of the moment flips through and picks out their 10 favorites and ah. just, maybe there's not a lot of soul in it or something okay how's that for you like you you know you could you i know you could write music right you could write songs you see mm -hmm. and jazz is so timeless and it's mm -hmm. it's so old in a way mm -hmm. and then There's jazz still being written too, right? Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Well, I, and, I mean, we're writing right now. Mood Indigo's writing. We're, we're trying to put together a whole album's worth of original material. They've got tons of stuff they've already written, which is fabulous. But they're, you know, trying to include me, mm -hmm. which is very generous of them. So writing vocal parts to them too and lyrics. And um, like I said, it's actually coming quite easily and it's a surprise for me because it didn't used to come easily for me when I was plinky plunking things out on my guitar but um, ah. it'll be interesting to see if ours can hold up too and enter into the catalog of jazz standards okay I like to think they will yeah I think so too yeah that's very special yeah it mm. really well and we we entered our one little song into um the CBC Searchlight competition this year too. <laughs> yes. Which was a lot of fun. I mean, we had no illusions about 
getting very far in it, but it was really exciting and fun for us to put something out there so personal. Okay. It's scary. It's personal. And you're, you know, mm. laying it all out there for people to vote on. Okay. But, so critique is, 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 is a hot topic for you? Well, it's, it's a strange because music is such an emotional endeavor. Okay. It's personal. Yeah. It's yeah. really personal. Yeah. Even just singing, even singing someone else's words is, I feel very vulnerable sometimes and I feel very exposed. I can to understand my that. bandmates in the audience. Sometimes yeah. I, I'll sing something. Well, Stormy Weather, my favorite song. Mm. Every time I sing that song, I have to pause after and center myself again and shake the emotions off a little bit. And then you realize, you know, you've just opened yourself up like open heart surgery in front of all these people. Mm. Like, oh, well now everybody really knows me. <laughs> do, do people see that though? Like in a way, do you think people feel it? They must. I think some people do. Yeah. Some people do. Yeah. 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 Because it depends on how attentive they are and how much they're connecting with the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes you're busy. You, maybe you're eating something. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're there by yourself. Maybe you were there just yeah. for the music. Yeah, yeah, you're talking with friends, you're having some drinks, you're mm -hmm. and, and you know what, that's what I love about jazz too, is we can be the ambiance enhancement. We can we can be there to make the room feel really warm and fun. And that's great. That's totally fine. If nobody wants to pay attention to us and just wants us to make that vibe for them, amazing. We've done our job. But if they want to sit there and really connect with us and and pay attention to every note that we're playing or singing that's yeah. also awesome it is yeah it's individual they react to it and you you're good mm -hmm. um i got a question yeah you know the when after the the your performance you you know you you don't you you like you don't have to like the band is it the proper terminology the band Okay, mm -hmm. the band has to break down, or they maybe have somebody who does it, and then you have to do that too because you don't you you don't bring an instrument in a way. Well, the singer's so <laughs> annoying for that. We don't have to do anything, and I usually show up in some ridiculous footwear that renders me incapable of being all that helpful anyway. But yeah. I try, I try to carry a few things. I bring my mic stand and my microphone and my sometimes mm. my music stand, so I've got a couple little things to carry. And okay. I try to be helpful, but there's, you know, there's the the longstanding joke. Oh, the drummer is actually on time because the singer helped carry equipment. You know, like ah. we're pretty useless. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's interesting how that is perceived. <laughs> it's, it's it's true. <laughs> What is your what like as an individual? Do you have a certain microphone where you are really attached to, where you did a lot of work with, or something where you find like this is where my voice comes out the best? Is there something like special to you? I have a great Sennheiser mic that I bring with me to gigs, and that's what I that's my go to. And it was actually recommended to me by Will, the amazing sound guy at the Foundry. Mm. Um, and I've been really, really happy with it. I picked it up at Music World. They helped me out here a lot with that. And yeah. um, I haven't really used anything else much for years. Like I said, I'm kind of coming out of my hibernation period from singing. So, mm. you know, I'm only two or three years into it again up here in Thunder Bay. Yeah. But it's it's working great for me. I love it. Good. Do you feel like you are past where you left off? 
when now that you are back yeah right absolutely you yeah. know what i think it was a confidence thing like i said i was i was kind of shy and didn't really believe in myself to the extent i could have at the time and i've um put a lot of work into it the last few years mm. and really tried to be better and recognize that there's always room for growth and yeah just be humble about it and and really experiment more with my voice and improvising in songs and all the fun things that singers get to do. Yeah, and there's more to that too, right? You, 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 it's not only you have a perfect sounding voice, like a radio voice, right? Obviously, <laughs> but like also you, you did some other work of this. You had some, um, you hosting and moderating the Diversity Thunder Bass 15 oh. annual celebration event. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I you did you. do your research. <laughs> Whoa, where's my phone here? Yeah, look, look at you. Look at you. you just, this is like radio host stuff. Yeah, I did. I, I did that. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was amazing. I've been a part of Diversity Thunder Bay for almost the entire time I've lived here, almost 10 years now. And it's this amazing group of people. I, I found I had a little bit of culture shock when I moved up to Thunder Bay. Okay. Um, as far as um, realizing certain inequities existed that I never really was aware of in the middle of downtown Toronto as basically a kid. And they seemed really glaringly obvious to me. So I found this group of people who were working to celebrate diversity and, and do anti-racism work. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're, the, they're the greatest people. I love them and they've been such a support to me. And um, I, it just so happened that because we've all moved into this digital era because of COVID, that our annual event, which is normally a huge 500-person wow. in-person breakfast wow. with a keynote speaker and respect awards given out, had to all be shifted online. Mm -hmm. And um, they asked me if I'd be willing to do it. And it was such an honor. I couldn't say no. Did you, did you think about it or you just said yes? Oh, I said yes right away. Okay, wow. No, there was no thinking about it. Well, and Jesse Wente is amazing, and I've been a fan of his for a long time, so I wanted to mm -hmm. get in on that before anyone else could snag that spot. But <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It yeah. was so great. So and It was exciting. and Yeah, so meeting people that do something that is inspiring is close to you. Yeah. I really am passionate about celebrating diversity and I really deeply feel anything that I perceive as an injustice. So to find these people and to kind of get involved in that sort of work has been really beneficial for me. And I've learned a lot. It's, you know, it's a constant it is. learning, Yeah, but in, in it's this been Amazing. Yeah. This is so good that you say that. Constant. As I feel like we are in this time now where we learn and ad adjust and yeah. educate. And then there becomes the next thing that we understand better. Yeah. It is. Well, and I think it's dangerous to sit back and think that you've learned it all. And now you can go and save everybody because it's just not the case. And mm. there's so much more to do. Okay. I'm going to ask you now, uh, are you celebrating Canada Day tomorrow? Or what, are, what, is, what is happening? 
I am not celebrating Canada Day tomorrow in the traditional sense. I haven't for a few years, actually. Um, I will be wearing an orange shirt and trying to show love and support to grieving community members. It's, it's a tricky one because as, you know, an upper class white woman, middle, middle class white woman, mm-hmm. I benefit greatly from Canada, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, there isn't anywhere else on earth I'd rather live. Yeah. But I think we've got some really, really ugly things to face and learn more about because so many people are still so unaware mm-hmm. of what's really gone on and what continues to go on. That's the thing. This isn't something that just stopped in the nineties when residential schools stopped. There are still so many atrocious inequities Yes, in this country. We made the same call. We, we, we not going to celebrate tomorrow. In that yeah. traditional way, I love Canada. I moved here, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm born in Germany. I, I've very, I love this country, and you know, yeah. but I've, and, uh, this is so moving as a parent as well. Oh God, I went down to the sacred fire that was hosted at the old residential school site on Arthur Street, where Pope John Paul School now sits, and I went with my children and um, the shoes that were on the fence Mm. displayed for people to see symbolic of that first discovery from Kamloops was really hard to see. And my kids are school age children, you know, I know I can't, I can't imagine. Albus is the older one of our family and he's six and a half. And when he sees a a school building, because there, he just finished his grade one. And, you know, we, there's a lot for us to learn, but it's also good to know, like in the in the school, they they are teaching about the residential schools now very early. So yeah. he, he had the opportunity to be aware actually of it and what happened. And yeah. he, when we drive somewhere now and he sees the school, he asks me if, if that's a residential school. Like his mind is yeah. still is yeah. working on it. You know, yeah, Even it really though, affects them. Yeah, really, I think, and you know what, teaching. I don't think that there's any age that's too young to start talking to our kids about this particular issue or any other issue of social injustice, because, you know, being privileged the way we are, we have the privilege to shelter them from these horrible, ugly truths. Whereas a lot of people don't, and they just live it daily. Mm -hmm. So I've tried to integrate it into our conversations at home too. There's, there's age appropriate ways to talk about it, whether it's a storybook or a video or, yeah, Lots and lots of materials out there. The Lakehead Public School Board's doing great things too with their Indigenous curriculum. So I'm really glad to see that going on. And I think that them learning about it builds empathy and that's what's going to start changing things. Empathy. Very much so. Yeah, those are good words. I love that. Yeah, it's a heavy topic though. It is, yeah. I just, I wanted to share this with the audience. Because I'm, yeah. I'm, we, we, Lisa and I, we made this call and yeah. like, we just said tomorrow, no, we're not doing anything. We just, you know, we do yeah. and have our thoughts, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I, there's been so many things going around on social media and I've been watching them all, but there was one that 
kind of struck me in saying, we, we understand that people will want to celebrate the good things in this country. But if you knew your neighbors were grieving or they had just been to a funeral, you probably wouldn't set off fireworks. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. There was another one on fireworks where they said if everybody who would buy fireworks donated that money instead, yeah, they would make that that would be such a big difference too. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I I mean I would really love there's a, a cancel Canada Day rally tomorrow that starts at Waverly Park and ends up down at the marina. I would love to do that, but I'm still a little COVID cautious around large groups, and I don't know if I feel comfortable bringing my kids into a large group of people. But that's only because of the COVID thing, not because of the event itself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would definitely be there and encourage anyone who can to show that support. That's so, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to ask that question and talking about it. I appreciate that. Oh, of course. I mean, as far as my main passions in life, it's, you know, it's my kids, it's my music, and it's my... I call it armchair activism because I don't really feel like I'm getting in there and doing a whole lot, but that's mm-hmm. really important to me. Yeah. Well, you're, you're growing up, you're a parent, you have kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. parents are the biggest influencers before teachers. Yeah, that's true. We're yeah. raising the next generation of social justice activists, I guess. Yeah. So that's, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for asking. And now I also wanted to know, I have to come back from this <laughs> because I feel it, right? I, I wanted also to know, you know, you talked about that album, you, there's a work going on in the band and is there anything that is going to like how nowadays with the age of Spotify, is it like, is it, is that still a thing CDs or is it just like all digital nowadays, right? CDs are still a thing. Okay. Um, actually, a lot of the jazz artists that I follow on social media still hawk their CDs on social media. Mm-hmm. They mail them out themselves. And some of these are, you know, fairly well-known artists. Okay. Um, I think I think the intention is once we have our shiny packaged final project, you know, we'll have it available in every way possible. Yes. So. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, right. So, uh, what about those old ones? Man. You are you like are you very connected to those old huge discs that can melt in your backpack when it's too hot? <laughs> like records? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still have some of my vinyl from when I was a kid. So yeah, I do. I love it. But I, I mean, I'm not a collector. Yeah. By any means. Okay. Yeah. My. I don't know if we would press any records. Oh well, you never know. I guess it depends on how how big we get. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. I love that you. Everybody went out and said, "Let's do CBC Searchlight." You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And what a great crew from Thunder Bay too! Holy cow, did we have some talent in it this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. There was there was more. There was the Lockery yeah. Boys, right? Yeah, they were Something in there. Wild Daniel Polari. Yeah. It was a good crew. Wow. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we were really the target audience as far as who they expect to enter these things, but it was really fun and it allowed us to share our music and that's and, what it's about and, and be show offs on social media. And, yeah. you know, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of a thrill. So, yeah, it's like, it's, I feel like those 
competitions are ultimately maybe not fair. As like, if you have a bigger following, you have yeah. more votes or more exposure. Because yeah. I feel like you know, uh, if I would grab a music instrument and I would learn it, or somebody else, and they master it by themselves under the shower, and then one day they record a song and they put it out there, it's just like that's that's how things are done sometimes, and it's yeah, like the most yeah. amazing thing. Yeah. It's just like the uh, the director Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, he had like he worked a minimum job. He wrote a script. He ran it, and with that money, he wanted to run the next one. I just listened to the podcast yesterday, and <laughs> you know, he said it was thirty thousand dollars. He never had thirty thousand dollars, never. And then somebody said, "Can you wait three months?" And he said, "Ah, you know how many people said that before." Mm. and then he got nine million dollars in the end oh like for the, for to publish like the movie yeah. and that's it it's like yeah sometimes you don't know it just happens yeah and don't you find i think nowadays it's so much easier to create and then reach a broad audience i think so yeah especially with music you can throw it up on social media or youtube or mm, tiktok you do tiktok suddenly, i have no idea how to tiktok no i'm okay I think I might be a little old for TikTok. Oh, no, no, you'd be surprised. Know. You'd be surprised. I don't know. No, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I barely figured out how to use Instagram, Michael. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you could do amazing snippets of you singing. I suppose. Yeah. Can't you just do that anyway, though? Does it have to be? Anyway, maybe I'll look into it. Yeah. It might take me a while to figure it out, though. You know, old dog, new tricks. You make those connections to those young people. And then and jazz comes back. Boom. And convert them. Yeah, that's it. No more hip-hop. <laughs> I don't even know what the kids are listening to these days. I don't know either. But it's it's okay. You know? Yeah. I feel like I feel like my music is constantly changing. Yeah. I, it's like I consume what works for me, but I like I have faces. Yeah. And it depends on the weather, right? Whatever you're feeling. Mm. Whatever you're going through. You like Christmas music? I love Christmas music. Good. When does Christmas music start playing in your house? There have been certain parameters set by my family. <laughs> um, preferably not until December 1st. Oh, that's tough. But oh. that's what headphones are for. Okay. I love it. I love... I started a family door-to-door -door Christmas caroling troop when I was a kid. Like, it's all Christmas is a thing for me. It's mm. always been a thing for me. And I'm not really sure why it is. I think it's the snow and the magic and the music and the cookies and just the whole thing, right? Yeah. But, uh, I used to drag, you know, 20 or 30 of our closest family friends from door-to-door to, -door to uh, poor, unsuspecting neighbors' houses and sing our hearts out for them, probably pretty badly. But mm -hmm. we, had the, we had the spirit, that's for sure. Yeah. And I would do that again. Ooh, that's But an I idea. haven't been able to convince anybody to go with me yet. So really, uh, yeah. Would you record we'll it? See. That would be. A good I idea suppose too. I should. Yeah, that, that would be, be my TikTok. Yeah. My foray into TikTok. Yeah. Or you drop on a Christmas album. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody does that, right? Yeah. Miley Cyrus, she did, didn't she? 
but she probably did. Oh. I think every you're right. Everybody does. But you know what the key to a Christmas album is? Is you got to be like Mariah Carey and write a hit Christmas song. That's where the money is. Because uh, otherwise, you're just singing all these old songs that you're not going to make any money off of. That's right. Because of the copyright. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. The money is in your own music. Mm-hmm. So you have to write. But maybe that'll be my next writing project. Yeah. A hit Christmas song. I think you would be awesome writing songs. You know, you have. So. Yeah. Thanks. I think you just have to. I'm not really, but <laughs> yeah, you, you say that too. You know, but I would say two years ago, I would say, Michael, <laughs> don't do a podcast, okay? <laughs> don't do it, right? It's just perspective. It's like it's so easy to say. I've I've seen this with my kids. Yeah. It's so easy to say I don't know how to do it instead of saying, Hey, just figure it out. You don't have do to. It. You don't have to do it the first time perfect. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Like I said before, I think that the musical connections that I have with the guys in Mood Indigo, it would be it would, it's so easy. Like it's just suddenly, mm. oh, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. So yeah. Know, maybe if you're watching, guys, we're writing a Christmas album next. <laughs> Big plans. <laughs> That they're gonna be busy. Yeah. yeah. Got to get going. Yeah. Would you love to sing at a wedding? I have sung at weddings before. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't think I have in Thunder Bay, but I have in Toronto. Okay, How, um, how's that? Oh, it's sweet and romantic. It's lovely. Mm. Well, and actually, we were joking. One of our new songs that we wrote would be a perfect wedding song. So mm. we're going to be singing a couple new songs at Dolce this weekend. So if anyone's shopping Ooh, around, wow. yeah, Saturday night, if wow. anyone's shopping around for a wedding band, come on out and hear us. Mm. What time are you See popping up there? Seven to 10 every Saturday. If it doesn't Six. rain. Wow. Yeah. And come get some gelato, have a nice espresso. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. That's a nice setup here. I, I gotta, you know, I think this is where it's at, right? That it, yeah, that's it. And you know what? Once Because my face the goes, grounds, there, you go. there it is. Because it's an old, I think it's a an old mini putt that oh. they've converted. It's already socially distanced because they've got everybody set up on the old putting areas, so you don't have to worry about being too close to other people's germs. And mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. And it's outside. We have such limited patio season here that <sighs> everybody needs to get outside and. Come hear some jazz at Dolce on Saturday. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it, yeah. I can do this all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yes, please do. I mean, like, welcome back, Thunder Bay. Wow. Yes. You see the traffic today? <laughs> I, saw I did not. I didn't see the yeah. traffic. I I thought I'm gonna go grocery shopping today. <laughs> And then I said, "No, I'm not doing this." Oh God, no! <laughs> Because no. you know, I try to avoid. I try to avoid Friday, Saturday, Sunday shopping or Mondays. So I usually go in the middle of the week. Yeah. But then sometimes, if there's a special day, I don't understand this. It's one day everything is closed, and we all go nuts. Yeah. It's just one day. You gotta get all the things. <laughs> I know. I don't. I, I didn't go to a grocery store today. I already have my food. We're, we're set. Mm. In Germany, when I left, every Sunday everything is closed. Still, yeah. Really? Well, well, maybe not anymore now, right? But in two thousand six. Wow. Yeah. So that we had that every week, and we were we were okay. We we survived. 
<laughs> you didn't run out of food for one day? No. Well, if Good you, for you. If you did, you went to the gas station. They have everything. <laughs> right? mm. They sell beer, too, at the gas station. Oh. Yeah. You know what I just heard? This is a little off topic, but I was doing this jazz singers networking thing via Zoom, and I was talking to a jazz singer in um, Japan. Mm. And because of COVID in Japan, all the restaurants have to close at 8 o'clock. Because as my best friend Emily Shander says, COVID is like Cinderella and, you know, comes out after midnight or whatever. Mm. So they closed all the restaurants at eight, but the liquor sales were banned. No alcohol. Wow. During COVID. Really? Until last week. Yeah. What? Can you imagine? Did they all, that they're reopened, everyone's going to be hammered. They all, they all made this themselves, so I'm saying, right? I guess. So. I guess. Prohibition again. Bathtub gin. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've seen lineups everywhere today. Hmm. Hmm. No. I guess everybody handles it differently. Now, jazz is as a music genre. I had to look mm -hmm. it up because I didn't want to say anything wrong. Okay. But it's like very jazz is characterized by swing and blue notes and complex chords, call and response <laughs> vocals, and polarisms yeah. and improvisation. Yes. It has yeah. roots in West African culture and musical expressions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the music, the very early music that was channeled is so pure. There's so much yeah. in it. God, the creative energy too. Like you look at some of those first jazz greats and it just, it comes from another place almost, you know? Yeah. And it's a true American art form. Like it was born in America Sometimes I struggle a little bit. I have to say, like, I question whether or not I'm culturally appropriating the art form myself mm. as a white woman singing it. But I hope that it's evolved and I'm not hurting anybody by I, singing it myself. Yeah. It's complicated. Yeah, you can see it either way. You know, it, it's also an honor, right? We 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 love it. Yes. We we identify with it and it's like Yeah pay tribute to it yeah because a lot of a lot of yeah a lot of what i do is not emulating specific vocalists necessarily but emulating that feel you know mm -hmm. try to make people feel like they're stepping back in time into a swanky jazz bar with leather and whiskey and cigars and fancy clothes and yeah know, all How, why did they dress so sharp all the time what, what is that How did they do that? And how did they clean? Like, wow. I know. I, I want to do that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work, though. Would you, like, would you every day, if you could, you just dress up like at six o'clock no. when you get up? Oh, no, God, no, no. Nine o'clock, your bedtime, no. you're just like, okay, that's it. <laughs> no, I have, I have two very different sides to my personality. I have the jazz singer that dresses like I mm. want to be in the 1950s and wear ridiculous shoes and get all dolled up and then i have the hippie mom side of me that lives in mm -hmm. baggy t-shirts and birkenstocks and doesn't wear a whole lot of makeup so okay. it's, kind of, it's a yeah. bit of an interesting contradiction but that's good they're both me it's it's on and off is that a thing i guess so yeah so is it easy <laughs> does that come easy like you switch it on like tonight no sometimes i feel like they're at odds with each other but <laughs> Tonight, tonight, I you know tonight I'm a little bit fancy, but I've got my nice yeah. t-shirt on I and I'm comfortable. Yeah, Oof. so it's good. Yeah. yeah, support local, right? 
Oh yeah. The foundry has been so good to me too. Mm. They were the first stage to have me in Ooh. town. Ooh. How did that go? Amazing. Like it's amazing. The sound there is incredible. The people are so nice and welcoming and they were, they were there for me. You know, they gave me regular gigs pretty much sight unseen. So wow. thanks to Dane and Malin for that. Yeah. How did that happen? You, you want to talk about it? Did you just say, Hey, it's me. What's happening? Yeah, basically got this band. Do you want to hire us for jazzy Thursday nights? Yeah. I think they said, well, maybe a Saturday afternoon first to make sure you don't suck. And are you local? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Check, check, yeah. check, check. But now that I'm with Mood Indigo, I mean, that's the automatic stamp of approval, right? Like everybody knows them and knows that they're fantastic. So how long have they been around? Oh, gosh. I don't want to get this wrong. Mm-hmm. I think... 20 years easy wow maybe closer to 25 mm. so they're an amazing group of musicians you you pointed this out at the beginning when we talked you know you we talked about best of the best and walleye and you know you you give credit to the band and the other members yeah. very much yeah. yeah how does that feel for you you know the band is this old and complex and alive and you you were part of it now and it was there before you became part how how does that feel it felt really seamless to be honest Mm. um it just it it works it fits okay um they've been really welcoming and they've been really um open to things that i've wanted to try and they have their great catalog of stuff that they do Mm. but you know, they're still interested in doing more, learning more and willing to let me come in and hog their spotlight. So, yeah. Okay. It just right. kind of works. I would portray. Well, might be furiously typing in right now. <laughs> That's not true. Get I've... her off our stage. We don't want her here anymore. <laughs> we, do, we don't, we don't comment. We can't get rid of her. <laughs> we do, we do, I don't monitor live comments. I can't. I can't. I told you I can't do two things at the same time. That's a, that's a lot of work. I'm st- I, well, I know I did that during the Jesse Wenty thing, and my brain just about blew up yeah. trying to moderate the question and answer period and figure out what to do next. Whew. So a pressure situation. Rootstock 2020, right there on your wall, right? Oh yeah, yeah. that beautiful artwork by Heather Cranston from Pulp and Paper. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, that was so amazing. I, wa- that was I want her on the podcast too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the first, the first local online COVID events. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting to be a part of my friend, Nancy Saunders reached out and asked if I'd be willing to do it. And of course I was, and I've supported roots to harvest and, everything they do for a long time. I think that they're a wonderful organization, especially how they were able to shift their focus during pandemic times in getting food to people mm-hmm. in times of need. So yeah. it was a no brainer. And then they did it again this year and it was amazing, just as amazing, if not more so. Mm. So that was really great to see. Yeah. Is that, is that with the Algoma house then? Yeah, yeah, they hosted it and they produced a lot of the videos and they set up the online platform. Yeah. We kind of went rogue and recorded our own video. I, I, it seemed logistically easier at the time, um, but it looks like 
they do the whole production now and it's it's really shiny and polished mm. they do a great job they do. we had chad come out with a shoot that we did with um damian gilbert for the, our little mood indigo promo video and photo shoot and mm-hmm. those guys are so talented mm-hmm. holy cow yeah he brought this and so easy and fun to work with so there's a lot me. of talent in this town man yeah it's amazing <laughs> we are so oh, far away from everywhere in a way yeah. in a way and not really but i mean like we are here together as a community yeah it's very well, i think the isolation factor kind of brings us together a lot hey i think so yeah. I, I think it's the mindset too you know you want to you want to do something for the city and you want to do something what you like and then you can combine that and you make it work and there's so many this people that are the same and they want to do it too and people lift each other up and support each other instead of pitting one another against each other I, I, that's my feeling anyway i don't feel that there's any mm-hmm. nastiness and yeah. competition there's room for everybody and it's better when there is I, I i worked in the service industry too sometimes not at the kick yeah. obviously i applied there once but you know i didn't get hired that's okay i loved them <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like the when the chef needed asparagus for tonight or anything he would just call up the other chef and then the chef would say yeah i can give you some if next time you know he wouldn't even say next time you just yeah. you know he you get asparagus And then if you need strawberries for 500 people, that might be a little bit tough. But, you know, there's ways to make this happen. You know what I think it is? I think because because it's a relatively small community that is surrounded by forest and not much else, we're so connected. We're so connected. And I found that because when I moved up here, I worked for Caribou, which is, you know, kind of the Mm. sister restaurant to keg up here. Yeah, they do a perfect Um, job. And I found that... um, Compared to Toronto, where whereas the restaurant I was working at in Toronto, let's say 95% of the people that were coming in were kind of jerks. And 5% were really nice, lovely people and easy to serve. And, you know, you'd have a happy time with them. Whereas up here, it was kind of the opposite. 95% of the people you dealt with and served were awesome, mm. kind, generous people. And I think that's the connectedness of this town, you know? Like, I would like to think that everybody's nice to each other because they just want to be nice to each other but there's also that kind of <laughs> social checks and balances because you know we're one degree of separation from everybody else yeah, i know this guy i know this girl you can't be a jerk because everybody will know yeah that's right yeah yeah they just don't recognize you when you go shopping i guess yet you know it's a face mask that's not that doesn't happen yet no. is that it's it's my it's my disguise i wear yeah. Scarf and big sunglasses. It's your fashion, you know, the on and the off. That's why. Yeah, I'm not walking around in evening gowns at Superstore. Sometimes, very often. sometimes that's how perception works. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Ha. So now I had a good question, but I went away. Ah, oh. yeah, I, I got it. So when you know, people sometimes aim for certain things. Some. Some people say, I want to become famous. Other people mm-hmm. say, I want to do something I like and I love, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've you been doing this for a time, and, you know, you, you're back now. There's there's a lot of plans. We just all heard, and it's going. What 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 do you do it for? What What is happening? I do it because I don't really have a choice. 
it maintains my sanity. I have this, I call it the beast. The beast is the singer in me. And when the beast is caged for a long time, she kind of goes to sleep for a bit. But now that she's been let back out, she's hungry. And if I, like this past 10 months without a gig, kind of put me off kilter psychologically. And um, it it really feeds me. I, I have to do it for survival. And I think my family would agree that it's been that way since I was very young. Um, but as far as professionally speaking, goals would be just to play regularly and to share the joy that I feel making the music with other people. And hopefully they feel some of that joy too. Like I would love to maintain a regular gig. If I won the lottery, I'd buy a jazz club and sing three nights a week if I could, but I don't really think that's going to happen. And other than that, just continue to get better because there's always room to grow and be better. Yeah. So the voice the the voice chords in itself mm-hmm. do they like they say a bodybuilder they say that but now they don't know even like they say things peak right you 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 perform mm-hmm. you you this is it you're 36 you're the biggest guy that's it you're the biggest girl mm-hmm. and with the voice it's it's almost endless isn't it i think so if you take care of it yeah i think if you use it properly and you learn to avoid things that will do damage Mm -hmm. and i try you know especially when i'm getting ready for a gig i try to take it easy i try to hydrate for days in advance you know i Mm -hmm. have hot steamy showers i do my exercises i i eat certain things before a show and i don't eat too close to a gig because i don't want to be too full and not be able to breathe properly i Mm -hmm. don't drink a lot of alcohol leading up to it because that'll dry me out and strain things. I, I think if you take care of it, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at somebody like, not that I'm in the league of any of these people, but you look at the greats that have gone on to sing forever, like Aretha Franklin, for example, she didn't miss a day. So, What do you mean by that? She didn't right. miss a day. She was, her voice was, gold till the end you know okay uh yeah that's good mm-hmm. you play around with your voice like sometimes the kids are in trouble and you just like do 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 and you open it all up and you're like hello <laughs> yes yes all the time i try to punish them through music they hate it when they're really driving me nuts if i just start singing really loudly mm. that'll get their attention yeah Wow. Different sounds. <laughs> is that, it's a nutty house. Is that important to you, that, you know, the kids, that they find something in music? They haven't really been drawn to it beyond their own personal preference and things to listen to. They're starting to play around with rhythm a bit more and sound. I've got little guitars for them and a keyboard. Um, I don't want to push it because... I don't want them to hate it and I don't want it to become a chore. Mm-hmm. I did piano lessons as a kid that was a bit of a struggle for me. And it, I put it away for a while because it, it just, it wasn't as much fun as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it depends on just whether they have the ear for it and whether they have the passion and it's either there or it isn't right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. Okay. They're little still. I think they can pick it up. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I have 
one more question, I think, that might lead into further questions. I, you know, you said you don't get nervous anymore. Not really. Right? So, like, what is what would you get nervous when if you would play or perform or sing, like, in a, in a football stadium for Super Bowl? I think that if I felt that I was prepared and in the zone, no. Uh. How do you I do played that? for some large audiences before. When I was younger, I had a couple of larger gigs, you know, I think you know, a thousand people or so. And I was so lucky a few years ago to play at the beautiful Waverly Park concert series. And there were quite a few people there. And that was one of those moments, both the show when I was 18 or so for about a thousand people and the Waverly Park one, where you have to stop in the moment and make sure you're present because it's something you want to remember forever. Yeah. It's so special. And the nerves kind of just go away. If you're prepared and you know that you've done everything you can to be the best that you can, then it shouldn't be a problem. Yes. Because it's also, you love doing it, right? This is your favorite. Love to, my favorite, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, no sleeping in, just music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think I start to understand this, you know. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a pop-out podcast. I'm going to plug this yes. in right again. I love that, yeah. And um, just so for anybody who doesn't know, and it's the concept is me showing up somewhere downtown or somewhere in Thunder Bay. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be a certain area, but I'm starting at a certain area. Mm -hmm. And it's 100% out of my comfort zone. But, you know, I, I want to do it. So, yeah. and I think I can do it. So I'm going to do it. See, I, I talk to my kids that way, so I better own up to it. <laughs> yeah, you just make it happen. You just do it. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to jump in. Yeah. So that's uh, Friday, you know, you, you're performing Saturday night and I'm going to go out Friday there Friday night, night if, if there's no rain. Amazing. It's supposed to be an incredible weekend. So sunny, sunny, sunny. I know sunny. we're still a few days away, but mm. I will be devastated if it rains and we get rained out because I have been aching for this gig for months. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think so. You'll be fine. I have faith. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, we are, we, we are a little bit into it. I think I'm good. Are you okay? This is fantastic. Mm. Thank you. It's, it's Thank you. my honor. You know, I would like, I like when I talk to people that, create anything with their voice and music i always want to say can you can you sing something <laughs> but i don't i don't want to you know because it's like it's the quality and everything is of the recording is not as good but i i always am i'm so intrigued if i would have you in the studio here right now you yeah. know i would just like let's let's do it <laughs> well do you remember that saturday night live skit with Kristen wig where she'd be at a party and Nobody would ask her to sing, but she says, oh, don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. And then she starts singing. That's kind of me. So I will, ah. will always sing. Okay. So All right. anybody who wants to come out and celebrate, we're going to be celebrating singing Saturday night and celebrating the beautiful summertime and living is easy. So please come out. I yes. can't wait to see real people. I love it. Yes. Oh. Anna, this is amazing.
Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Just stick around for one quick second. I'm going to take us off the air. It's my honor tonight, and I hopefully have the uh, honor to bring you into the studio one of these days. Oh, the pleasure's been all mine. Thank you for having me, Michael. Okay. Thank you.